Welcome to Fuel, Sweat, and Science with Dr. Tiff. Each week, we're going to take an in-depth look at how to avoid paralysis by analysis from all the fat loss, weight loss, options, noise, and claims out there, and move past a history of failed attempts which may have caused metabolic changes or suppression. I'm your host, Dr. Tiffany Breeding, PhD, fitness nutrition, and strength and conditioning specialist. My goal is to help you learn to balance busy, social, everyday lives while still seeing results and realize that losing weight does not have to be so complicated. Let's do this. Hey guys, it's episode 40. We're talking about intuitive eating versus macro tracking. I've been doing so much research, both personally and professionally, about the two concepts. I hear it. I know what it is. I can kind of envision intuitive eating as a framework, but I I really wanted to dive into the details of it, and so I'm actually going to pursue my certification as a certified intuitive eating counselor. I think to match that with macro tracking is going to be such a huge asset for my clients, and so I wanted to explain in my understanding, and I'll obviously start to learn more, but what is the difference? What are the benefits? What are the pros and cons of each? When we look at intuitive eating, I think most people assume intuitive means use your intuition, eat what feels natural and comfortable. But I think in order to really do that effectively, then you have to know what's appropriate for you. And so for me, I see the correlation between these two concepts is kind of an escalation or a graduation from one into the other. In my mind, intuitive eating is a long-term lifestyle approach to how to fuel your body, how to maintain a healthy body weight, a good balance of nutrients, allow yourself flexibility, not do the yo-yo thing where you're up and down drastic amounts of weight, but you've kind of found your sweet spot. And once you do that, you don't have to track forever. You don't have to use an app or you don't have to weigh and measure every morsel you put in your mouth. To me, intuitive eating is the long-term goal. But I think with macros, that's the foundation. That's the general education requirements that allow you to get that PhD and graduate into intuitive eating. And so I don't think it's a one or the other. I think it's a one before the other. Now, I think there are some situations where somebody needs to macro track at that really high-level, detail-oriented process. That would be a weight-oriented sport like wrestling, uh, powerlifting, where you've got to make a weight. You have to micromanage the macros and the calories and the expenditure and the water manipulation. So I think there are those situations that simply lend themselves to that. If you have body composition goals, I think in those cases, intuitive eating might need to be ratcheted up a little bit and you have to be a little bit more meticulous back to kind of measuring and tracking to make sure you're staying in the lines. Because I think a lot of times once we've graduated into intuitive eating, we lose a little bit of that uh, devil's in the details mentality, which is the goal. But I think if you're then coming back and saying, hey, I really want to do this, change this, put on some muscle, lose a little body fat, whatever the case may be, 
then I think revisiting macros would be an important transition. Competitive athletes, I think just because the nutrient density and the total volume and the timing, the pre and post training, recovery, all that is so much more important than us kind of lay people that are just trying to go to the gym and have a good workout. So I think that's another situation. And then I think, you know, if you've got kind of a time sensitive scenario, you're getting married or you've got a big uh, reunion coming up or you're going on vacation and just want to feel super confident or fit in a new outfit that you bought. I think those are limited, temporary, where you might want to just dive back in and kind of get things out and hold yourself a bit more accountable. And I think one of the best ways to do that is to get back into the tracking accountability process of macros. And so I think that Again, it, it's not a one or the other. And it really kind of makes me mad that people have to live in one camp in any nutritional approach. I've said this before. I think there's time for a ketogenic approach. I think there's a time for intermittent fasting, potentially. I think there's a time to try plant-based. I think there's a time when you need to just be intuitive. Um, I can understand wanting to explore paleo or Whole30 just to see how your body responds to different types of foods and food sources. So I've always been of the opinion that you don't have to just put all of your buy-in into one philosophy. I mean, as a practitioner, I have to have a philosophy. I have to have an approach so people understand what they're getting into. And they understand me, and they understand the types of advice and the perspective that I'm going to come from. But I hope just through listening to my podcast, potentially, or if you've read my book, if you've ever met with me, that you understand that I do try to really look at everybody with a really broad lens and say, what do we think is going to be best for you right now? If your life is super stressful, you've got work stress, you've got kiddo stress, you've got relationship stuff, you've got travel, or you've got an aging parent you're dealing with, and everything is in flux, the worst thing you can do is start doing HIIT workouts and go into a calorie deficit. Because that's stress. Calorie deficit is stress. Exercise is stress. Are those good in some cases? Well, sure. But when you've already got so much other stress going on, maybe you need a restorative yoga cycle or phase. Maybe you need to just maintain weight for right now. And so I wouldn't even always suggest somebody coming into my office that wants to lose weight that that's the best thing for them. And I I really try to be open and honest with people like right now, let's just Work, is on, work on process, work on accountability, work on quality of nutrients. I would say the same thing somebody coming out of surgery, you know, they, the fear of weight gain, the fear of being sedentary. But the last thing you need in that situation is to reduce caloric intake because you're healing, you're recovering, you've just gone through a major trauma depending on the surgery and your body is healing from the inside out. And so again, to introduce that. So all that to be said was a long way to say, no, I don't think you have to either coach intuitive eating or macros. I think you can fuse the two. And in me pursuing this certification, I really, really want to be able to bring that to people. And I also am getting so, so many more people lately with history of disordered eating, whether it's binge eating disorder whether it's uh, restriction, overexercise, yo-yo dieting, binge purge cycles, 
those are the last people that need to be hyper-focused on macros and tracking and measuring and the obsessive compulsive nature of those disorders. And so to be able to come at them with more of an intuitive approach. But I think when, again, you're first starting on this journey of nutrition and you don't have a lot of background, you have to do some macro tracking because even in order to be intuitive, you have to learn what your body needs. And in order to learn what your body needs, you have to do some auditing of that. You have to collect data. You have to create some knowledge about how much carbohydrate, fat, and protein am I eating now, which is causing me to either gain weight or lose weight, whatever your current scenario is. And then I think you have to say, and what my goals are, okay, if I want to maintain and start to become intuitive, then I know I could eat about this and maintain because that's what I've been eating. And so it's just learning a new skill set, a learned behavior of intuition. And so I don't think intuition around food for most people is natural. It is a learned behavior. And so the the MyFitnessPal or whatever app you want to use and understanding carb, fat, protein intake and what your body needs based on your expenditure, all that stuff is super important. Um, And so why macros to begin with? Number one, I think it improves your ability to get a broad range of nutrients if you're just looking at calories If you're just being intuitive, you may intuitively be wanting carbs all day. And that's not to say there aren't some days like that where you just need to do that. But on the whole, I think to be able to make sure you're getting the protein, the healthy fats, the carbohydrate intake that your body is going to best function on, then you have to look at the macronutrient level of food. And then... As you learn that, I would say you could go into a whole food salad bar and intuitively make a plate that has that balance. When I go eat now, I'm going to intuitively have a starch, a veg, a protein source on my plate at a main meal because that's just what I know my body needs. That's how I eat. That's what's created the balance that I do have in my life. Are there days where I might take more rice or I might need a little more protein or I'm just craving the avocado and the olive oil, well, sure, that that's a situation, again, that is the flexibility of macros. I think, too, by tracking, you're just becoming more aware of your patterns, portions, how much is, again, keeping you in maintenance if you're sustaining weight or if you're currently gaining weight, you know, like, okay, if I keep eating this amount of these nutrients, I will probably continue gaining unless something were to shift in your expenditure. And I think, too, if you do macros the right way, it's flexible. If you don't feel stuck and you allow yourself to work in the dessert, allow yourself to work in a fast food meal, allow yourself to work in um, a happy hour. Those are situations where you use your macronutrient needs and you are flexible with yourself and you allow yourself to have some off-plan foods that help offset the binges, things like that. Like I'll have a client, they won't have any, they'll have turkey and cheese and veggies for lunch, but then they'll eat three cookies later. When if they had just had a turkey sandwich with cheese and veg and maybe some baked chips, they probably wouldn't have craved the three cookies later. So they beat themselves up for the three cookies, 
because they restricted earlier in the day and they were hungry. And so using those macros to help in that restriction, the binging potential, the appetite, ups and downs, the binge, what I call the starve stuff cycle, where you go a day and you just restrict, oh, I shouldn't have this, I can't have that, no bun on this, I shouldn't have the rice with that. Then the next day, of course, you're in a major deficit, and so then you overdo, and so you just constantly starving, stuffing, starving, stuffing, and staying kind of stuck in that. Um, And so, you know, I think if you do the macro thing right, and you're consistent, you're diligent, and you have the right balance from a coach or a, a person that has given you the right values for your body, you've done your own research and found a calculator that's uh, pretty intuitive. That's fine. I'm not a huge fan of those online calculators for obvious reasons. But I know for some people, you know, hiring a coach isn't in the cards. So I think that's better than nothing. If you do it diligently, if you do it accurately and consistently, then of course, fat loss, physical uh, composition changes, those are all going to be a side effect of that. And then once you get those results, I think that's when you can transition into that intuitive eating process. And I think it's just, I'm super excited about being able to help people get to that point, because I do think that is something as much as people feel like that they're ready. There's that next layer of learning and understanding that I know a lot about in in my own personal experience, but to be able to have a little bit more depth of coaching and how to make that transition for people, I think is going to be so helpful. And, um, you know, I think that the, the habit formation is so important. And I think that also that, you know, when you're tracking with macros, you do have that ability to be a little bit more, um, reactive to hunger and fullness cues like oh gosh I'm super hungry at lunch today I'm gonna have more and now I'm satiated and I don't have to have as much at dinner instead of feeling like oh I shouldn't have that much at lunch well just go ahead and have it listen to hunger that might keep you ahead of hunger enough to where your energy is level and you're not as hungry later Um, and so I think that's really important but I think it's also about learning how to eat differently. And so when you do feel hungrier, maybe you do a little bit higher fiber meal. When you're tracking macros, one of the little known macros that people don't always pay attention to is fiber. And a couple episodes ago, I talked a lot about fiber and fullness and insulin levels. So if that's of interest, definitely go back and look at that. But that does help keep you fuller longer eating things that are higher volume, loading up veg. Like if you go and you get a sandwich for lunch, instead of just having the turkey cheese, can you throw tomato and spinach and peppers and cucumber and give yourself just a lot more volume there where you're not really eating into your macro budget, but you're adding some things and some patterns and some strategies. And by having that bank account, it allows you to really do that. And so Again, I think this is just where the habit formation comes in. The learning comes in as you track. And then when you make a sandwich next time, you're probably more inclined to intuitively put some veg on there. You know it's going to keep you more satiated. Same thing with protein intake. If you learn how much your body needs, most people are so deficient in protein when they start tracking. And then they start adding in and they increase portions or they add in a high-protein snack. They start their day off at breakfast with protein, then 
they're feeling the benefits of the satiety of protein intake. And there, again, it just starts that cycle of fullness and you become more in tune with those fullness and hunger signals. Understanding that it's okay to be hungry, but we also want to honor hunger. And if we keep restricting and avoiding and denying hunger cues, then your body is going to lose trust. And that's where the metabolism begins to suppress. And so years and years of potential restriction from dieting or disordered eating, and you suppress that metabolism, you suppress the hunger cues, and then all of a sudden you're never hungry. And so you've lost the intuition of hunger and fullness. And so with macros and keeping yourself accountable and having structure, set meals, making sure you're eating, making sure you're eating enough for your expenditure and your body needs, then hunger and satiety cues become normalized again. They become more um, regular and you can listen to them. Your body kind of starts to trust you again. And so... Again, I think that's that transition we want to make. Whereas when you're first starting out and everything, depending on your history, right? If you've never dieted, you never tracked, you just always kind of been, and then all of a sudden maybe you get older or you get injured or setback that causes you to shift your body and you're ready to change some things, those people are going to respond really quickly and really significantly. But somebody that's got a long history of dieting or ups and downs or massive weight gain and weight loss transitions, their metabolism has been through a lot. And so tracking and consistency and calculated amounts of intake are going to be super helpful in getting them back and reset to then be able to trust their hunger and fullness cues. But I think when first starting out, most of us need that structure need that consistency and need to understand the balance of nutrients before we can then go off and maintain that and do it from an intuitive standpoint. And so I think, you know, those were the big things for me. I think it's just um, interesting as I've read more and I've learned more that it does seem to be this really divided camp of you're either macros and tracking and this or you're intuitive. And I think one has to lead into the other because I don't think any of us can just wake up one day and eat intuitively or none of us would have a job as coaches because we're just human. Humans just want to eat what they want to eat and they want the immediate gratification. We're not super intuitive when it comes to how to feed our body. Um, and there's so much emotion that goes into food, whether it's positive emotion or negative emotion, boredom, um, hunger versus appetite. You know, there's just a lot of um, deeper rooted variables there that have to be kind of parsed out and addressed, educated upon uh, before we can, can tackle that. So takeaways here are number one, I think is not an either or. I think it's a both. I think that to start out the tracking, the knowledge gathering, the information about your patterns, your habits, your current intake levels, and the nutrient needs of your body is super important. But I agree that the long term goal should be moving towards a lifestyle and a mentality of intuition to where you don't feel like you have to micromanage your food for the rest of your life because that's not fun for anybody. Um, And so I can't wait till I am uh, officially qualified on the intuitive part. Like I said, I still infuse a lot of that into what I do and I want people to feel 
They can eat intuitively when they need to and want to, and they're not stuck in the macros. But I think without them, it's really hard to ever move towards that. So um, anyway, if you guys want to learn more about that, you know where I am. Shout at me. And as always, please, please, please review, rate, share. Really important um, just in terms of continuing to drive those search engines and visibility for this. And I just, I love this podcast. I hope you do too. Ah, See ya. Let's do this.